the Mind Your OT Business podcast, where we empower and equip occupational therapy practitioners and others to be savvy and successful entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Laura Park Figueroa. Ready to take action? Let's jump in. Hello, friend. Welcome to the Mind Your OT Business podcast today. If you notice me talking a little quieter than usual, it's because I am recording late at night while all of my family members are sleeping. We are going to be talking about email lists. This is one of the things that I believe was very critical to the success of my own business and I know to many others when I first got started and it was kind of a learning curve to understand the process. So I really hope that this information will help those of you who maybe have an email list but aren't using it effectively or if you're just getting started and you are getting your business up and running and you can get started right away knowing that you need to be keeping an email list. So before we get to that good content about email list, which I should say was recorded originally as a Facebook Live, and it is going to be repurposed here as a podcast episode. So if you hear me say things like comment below or something like that, you can just ignore that part because that was from the original recording when I was on Facebook Live. So I have a quick announcement for you all. If you are on my email list, you may know this already, but I am launching a my first ever actually low cost product to try to get as many people as possible to strategically plan for their year of 2021 and their business. So you are invited, my friend. We are having a strategic planning party for 2021 on December 11th, 2020. It is a Friday. It will be from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Pacific time. And this is a show up and work event. This is not going to be recorded, but for 25 bucks, and I'll tell you where to go in just a minute, for 25 bucks... You can join us for this four-hour call, and you will also get a PDF guide from me on strategic planning categories. And basically, the format will be that we are going to work together for those four hours. It will be focused time to work. And I will, at the top of every hour or so, check in with you guys. I'll let you know what I'm working on just to share behind the scenes of my own business, as is my practice in my work and to share with all of you what I am doing and then also for us to be accountable and work together and hopefully have fun as we plan for next year. I hope that it will really give you confidence and peace of mind to enter 2021 with a plan for your business and not to feel like the new year is just sneaking up on you. I know a lot of us feel beat up after 2020, which was probably one of the hardest years in recent history to run a business. So again, it is not going to be a recorded event. This is a live event. So if you can't attend on that Friday, that's just you're out of luck. Sorry. (laughs) But you can, I mean, if you want to pay $25, you can and get the PDF guide. I think the event itself, though, is really the purpose. It is to help you stay accountable to get so much done. It is well worth 10 times that amount of money for the amount of work that you will get done during this time. So I hope you'll join us. If you want to, you can go to bit.ly slash 2021 plan party. That's B-I-T, B as in boy, I-T dot L-Y slash 2021 plan party. 
Now, one last final announcement. If you have been waiting for my Business Bedrocks group coaching program to open again for registration, you are in luck. You will get a free ticket to the strategic planning party if you register for the Business Bedrocks group coaching program, which will be taking place from February to May next year. We've increased the length of it a little bit because people said it was so value-packed that they wanted more time in the program. So if you want more information about that, you can go to businessbedrocks.com and sign up there. Do not register for the strategic plan party if you're going to register for Bedrocks, because remember, you'll get it for free. If you register for Bedrocks, it is automatically included. I developed the Business Bedrocks group coaching program specifically to help business owners create systems in the areas of mindset, operations, finances, and marketing, which I believe are the foundations to any effective business. You can get more information about whether or not the program is right for you again by going to businessbetterox.com. You can always find me on Instagram too at Laura Park Fig and DM me with any questions you have about the strategic planning party or about the Business Bedrocks group coaching program. All right, now it's time. Let's dive in to why you need an email list to grow your business. Hi, everyone. Today, we are going to talk about email marketing. This is something that I think all therapy entrepreneurs should know how to do. And I'm really excited to delve into this topic. I have some questions that some of you posted below my announcement about this live that I'm going to answer. And we are going to dive right in. So if you want a way to make potential customers love you and rave about you, even if they never pay you a dime for your services, you need to listen to this video and you need to be doing email marketing if you're not already. So email marketing is not sleazy. It is not like a bad way to sell. It doesn't mean spamming people. It doesn't mean having to sell all the time. I love email marketing because it is the most relational way to build connections with potential customers, again, before they ever pay you a dime, potential customers. So I really believe that this was key to growing my private practice. Like we don't serve that many kids per year, but we almost always can fill every spot we have because we have been building this email list for from the very beginning, really. That's actually how my email list started because I wanted people to have a way to let me know they were interested, but then for me to have a way to contact them when I had openings for kids to come in for services. So I want to I define what email marketing is first, because if you, if you don't know what it is, it's really important that you know some key terms that I may use as I go through some of the reasons why we should be doing it. So basically, email marketing involves creating what we call a lead magnet. That is something that is going, it's called a lead magnet. You put it on your website. It's something that's going to incentivize a potential customer to give you their email address. So usually it is something of very high value that you provide for free, a downloadable PDF, a free guide, a free how-to, list of tips, a free checklist, something that is going to meet a need of your ideal customer. You offer that on your website in exchange for their email address. When they give you that email address, 
that is going to be put into an email service provider. Like I'm when you, when you have an email list, do not be putting this manually into a spreadsheet, guys, or a Google Doc. You need to do it the right way and get an email service provider. So that is a provider like Flowdesk. That's my favorite. I love Flowdesk. I, I'm actually going to put my affiliate link here for sh- Flowdesk because we don't usually let affiliate links be in this group. But I really, really, really believe in Flowdesk and promote their business because they are the simplest, the most easy to use platform. And the affiliate link gets you 50% off for life of their service. So I'm going to drop that below when I'm done with this video because I love to share them with people. Not because I, I think I get something, but I don't even know what I get. Maybe they give me a little money. I don't know what it is. Something small, but it benefits you. So I'm going to put it below. So this email that you collect on your website will go into an email service provider. And inside of that email service provider platform like Flowdesk or whatever one you would use, don't use MailChimp, whatever you do. I hate MailChimp. But you put it in there and basically that allows you to send emails to people when you want to communicate with them. You can communicate with your audience whenever you want to. And generally what people do once they get the email is they set up a sequence of emails that consist of helpful information that you are giving to people. So you are not going to get their email and spam them and send them a bunch of stuff about your business, right? You are using your brain as an entrepreneur to think about what are the needs of that customer? how can you share information in some emails to them that will actually solve problems they have? And that is how people on your email list become raving fans of your business, even if they never give you money. So for example, I'll I'll use an example from my private practice. So Outdoor Kids OT is my private practice. And again, we're very, very small local business. And from a very early point in the business, I set up this email list for people. And We have several hundred parents on it now, but at the beginning, I just started writing emails to the email list about questions that families often asked me. Things like, how can I get my kid to pay attention? How can I get them to hold a pencil the right way? How can I build movement into their day in easy ways? Like simple things, guys, in these emails. So now we have a sequence of like 10 emails that go out. Anytime someone joins the Outdoor Kids OT email list, they get this series of emails that provides them helpful information. And my, my most opened one is the question to ask yourself before you spend dollar, dollar, dollar signs on OT for your child. So thinking about the problem people had, like a lot of people think OT is expensive, right? We're a cash-based practice. So I wanted to directly address that and just put it out there to say, like, you shouldn't pay for this service if you don't need it. So let me share what I think about what what process you need to go through before you actually pay money for OT services. That email has an almost 60% open rate. That is huge. That's a very high open rate. So that's just an example of how to think of a need your customer has and share the solution with them. So when you do that, you have no idea. This is one of those things you can't really track in business. Not everything can be tracked as a metric in business, okay? But when I know that that email is going out to several hundred people, I think there have been like 3,000 emails sent from my email list to like the 600 or so parents we have on there. Again, I'm not trying to build this email list. I have a lot more on my entrepreneur list, but this list is just for parents for my very small practice. So you can never know the impact of those emails. And I think you don't know if a parent who read those emails and finds your practice to be a helpful 
source of information may share your business with a friend who needs your services. So you you can't underestimate the power of sharing this free information when you have an email list, sharing it with your potential customers because they become the voice for you. They become the people who are sharing your business with other people, their friends and colleagues. So now that we know what it is, I'm going to talk about why. Now, I have alluded to some of these in the comments that I've already made, but I there are so many reasons why this is important for your business. The first and, and huge reason is that when you have this website, most people have a business website, right? When you have a website, only like 2%, okay, that's a total made up statistic. It might even be like 0.2% of people who come to your website are ready to buy at that second. So a lot of parents might come to my practice's website, right? Like maybe they come to the website because they saw some Facebook post we did and they're just interested, but they're not sure if they really want to sign up for services quite yet. If I don't have a way on my website to capture that person's email and to be able to contact them in the future when I have openings in my business and to build that relationship with them even, even just to have another potential person in the world who knows about your business and sees your business as helpful, then I lose that opportunity. So all these people may be coming to your website and leaving and then never coming back and you have no way to contact them again. If you have a lead magnet set up and you have email marketing systems in place, You capture their email and you have a way to get in touch with them, which is really important in building and growing your practice. Okay, number two, it builds a relationship with your potential customers before they even pay you a dime. And I already said this, but what I want to reiterate is that you are sending helpful information to them. And this is one of those things that we taught, you'll hear a lot in entrepreneurship spaces, no like and trust value, no like and trust value. And that refers to the, the, concept that people need to know you, they need to like you, they need to trust you before they will do business with you. And I add to that no like, and trust expertise, like no like, trust, and expertise value. People need to know that you have wisdom to share with them, not just know like, and trust you. You can know like, and trust people, but like think that they're not really good at what they do and, and not think that they have the ability to help you. So you have to establish that expertise as well. Now, doing these emails, doing an email sequence that is on autoresponder where you send out this sequence of emails to people, like, I don't know, six to 10 emails even. It's not that hard to get this set up, you guys. You build that know, like, trust, and expertise value with potential customers. And again, they'll see your business as helpful even if they don't pay you any money. Okay. Oh, Again, I've said don't spam people. I know that you guys aren't spamming people, but I don't know if I've said this yet in the video, but nix the newsletter, okay? People don't care about your business. Sending them, having an email lead magnet on your website to get people to sign up for your email by join our newsletter, mm -mm. nix the newsletter, you guys. Eh, No more newsletter. People do not care about you. They care about themselves. They care about what you can do to help them solve their problems. A newsletter is like the quintessential way that businesses are like, let us tell you all about what's going on with us this month. No, like a newsletter, sharing them news about your business is not helpful to them. Solve their problems in these emails, okay? Like three quick tips for how to prevent falls, 
in your aging parent. I see I'm trying to use the geriatric examples and they don't come to me, guys. Sorry. All the pediatric examples are easy. <laughs> anyway, so making sure that it's relevant content for them. Okay. Number three, this is really important. And I don't know if I've shared this before, but it was an epiphany I had a while back. Having an email list and sharing free content allows you to charge what you are worth for your services. Now, let me explain that. That may not make sense as I say it. When you give a lot of free content to people, when you have this list of free emails that you send out and you have provided value before people even pay you, it frees us up from that guilt complex that we have as therapists, as helping professionals of charging a good amount for our services. So when you have a way that you are serving the masses for free, that frees you up to not feel guilty, which we shouldn't feel guilty anyway, but it it frees you up to not feel guilty actually charging for your paid services and products because people can access you for free through that email list, through other ways too. Now, I, I the example of this for in my own practice is like in this Facebook group, I do a lot of Facebook lives, a lot of trainings. These are free, right? For people to access me and information that I'm sharing, but I can charge for my paid programs because that is a higher level of access, I guess, or it's a paid service, right? So I feel no problem charging for my services because I offer so much free content for people. So having an email list actually helps free you up to charge good rates, to charge fair prices for your services because you can be confident that you're sharing value for free before then. Okay, finally, the last one. I have alluded to this already, but basically having an email list allows you to contact people when you want to contact them. The problem with putting a bunch of stuff out on social media is that the Facebook algorithm, the Instagram algorithm is in control essentially of who sees your stuff. So if you have an email list, you are able to contact people when you want to contact people, right? It's not controlled by an algorithm on social media. Social media reach, it's always changing and you can never know what exactly changes are going to be made and things aren't going to be seen. Social media posts get seen by a tiny little minuscule amount of your followers. And when you email someone, yes, maybe some of those emails go to spam because they might be flagged as like from a business or something, but the reach is much greater because you can reach your really ideal customers and have a greater likelihood of actually getting in touch with them to share content than if you leave it up to putting a post on social media and trusting that Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn or Twitter, I guess Twitter, maybe not. I don't know much about Twitter, but trusting that those those social media algorithms will like let people see your content. You don't want to have your whole business rely on social media. That's not good. You want a way to contact your ideal customers. So I am going to answer a few questions that were posted when I posted the content of this video. So the first one was Mike asked how to judge the success of an email campaign. So what metrics do you look at? To be honest, I don't look at a lot of metrics except for open rate for me personally. Again, I'm not running email campaigns like quite yet. I'm doing a little bit of that as I launch more online products, but I'm not running email campaigns that are like sales campaigns. For me, I think a lot of times we get caught up in like measuring all these metrics that don't really matter. For me, if I run a sales campaign, like an an email sales campaign, which I did to, to launch my online products recently, and we do a good amount 
of sales, like we meet our sales goals, then I say that's a successful email campaign. That's kind of the metric that I use, just the basic, did we meet the goals? If I fill the program, that's meeting the goal, right? I have not done, Mike also asked about A-B testing, like testing one email versus another email to see what people click. And basically there's there's any email service provider probably can do this A-B testing. I don't know if Flowdesk does actually. One of the reasons I like Flowdesk is that it's very simplified. It doesn't have a lot of like bells and whistles that make it super confusing and annoying to use. But A-B testing is like when you send two different emails and see which one gets the most clicks. I have not done any of that. I know that email platforms can do that. And it may be useful metrics for people, but for me, I haven't needed that in my business. So it's not something that I've toyed around with. Mike also asked about open rates. So like I said, most of my emails, so my highest is like 58 or 60%, I think. My lowest is like 48% on the emails that I send to my parent list. I have not looked recently at the entrepreneur list emails. So that is a really high open rate. And that will tell you if you are meeting your customers' needs or not. If people don't even open the email, then you know that your message isn't landing right with your customer because they're not seeing it useful to open the email to get the information. So I think that's a really good metric to track, the open rate of the specific emails that you send. Learning copywriting. So this is someone else asked, Munira, Munira, I I hope I'm saying your name right, how to write the emails. So that is something that I think all business owners need to learn a little bit of copywriting. Like just search online. Neville Medora is a great resource. He has a ton of free content online. He has a really cheap book on Amazon called This Book Will Teach You How to Write Better, which gives you like, it's, it's like a pamphlet almost. But it just gives you the basics and will help you learn how to write well for a customer. That's what copywriting is. It's writing for a customer. We're not talking about like copywriting a book. Everyone should learn a little bit of copywriting because it helps you write good email subject lines and it helps you write good emails to your clients. Maybe I could do a Facebook Live on that soon too, like the little formula that might be useful in writing the emails. Okay, so learn a little copywriting to write good emails. How often to send was also another question. I struggle with this, you guys. Oh my gosh, I hate when I have to do a sales sequence and I have to email people every day, but that is what online research shows is that the more you email, the more sales you make when you're launching something. So that's like when you're in an open cart phase launching a product or something like that. I have set up my emails just for ongoing relationship building with my customers to be more frequent at first, right after they join, and then they spread out to be like a month to six weeks apart. So if you're on my email list for the entrepreneur list that I have, you get like, I think a few emails that come like two weeks apart, maybe, and then they spread out to be once a month. And I do the same on my private practice website where they get more frequent at first, and then they spread out. I personally don't like emailing more than once a month after I've kind of built that initial relationship with people. I only email the, you know, the barrage of emails, which I still try to keep helpful with helpful information when I have a part open for a specific product. Okay, last question that Emily had. So this is a really interesting one. She asked about HIPAA compliance of an email provider. So I do not send any private health information on my email to a list of potential customers. So HIPAA is HIPAA only applies if people are your client. Like if they are actually receiving a service from you that is a healthcare service. 
I'm not sending any information out to them that has any kind of private health information from any client there. Now, if I shared, if I like accidentally shared the whole email list to the other people on the email list, that would be of concern, right? That would be a privacy breach. But I don't even know if that would be HIPAA because they're not my clients. So it would be a privacy breach of, of sharing their emails. So, and again, I'm not a lawyer, but <laughs> but this is my understanding is that I am a HIPAA entity. I have to abide by HIPAA because I'm a healthcare provider, right? I provide a healthcare service. But I think there's a lot of confusion around HIPAA and I, I do not see any HIPAA compliant issue. And please, guys, correct me if this seems wrong to you, but I do not see any HIPAA compliant issue with sending helpful information to people that has no private health information in it. It's basically sharing tips with them. It's the same thing as putting a blog out or anything like that. So that is my answer to that question, Emily. I'm not sure if you have other ones that pop up, but... Yeah, that that would be my response. I was actually really surprised to see that question because I was like, oh, I never even thought about HIPAA with this because they're not my clients. They're the people on that list. You don't know who they are. Like, I actually think a lot of people on my outdoor kids OT list are therapists that, that are like looking at what I'm doing. And that's OK. I mean, the list is out there for anyone to see and, and to and to be on the list. But they wouldn't be potential clients of mine at all. There's no way of knowing who those people are. They're not your potential. They're, they're potential clients. They're not clients yet of your business. Okay, I think that is it. I want to tell you guys, talk to your people, okay? So if you have an email list, but you haven't talked to your people lately, that's my little call to action for you is to talk to your people. Send them an email today. Say hi. Share some helpful information. And then if you have not gotten started at all, feel free to look into getting set up with this. Take a small step, okay? Because this is these are small steps that really set your business up for success. My Outdoor Kids OT email autoresponder has been set up for three years and I have not touched it. It is just sitting on the website. There are 10 emails that go out to build relationships with clients and it is working hard behind the scenes, helping people to know, like, trust and have expertise, value, thinking in my business. Oh, guys, I'm tired today. My thinking and verbal execution is not good right now. (laughs) So yeah, take a small step towards getting an email list set up. That is my call to action for you guys. I love you all. Bye. So did you learn anything? If you did, I'd love to hear. You can always tag me on Instagram at Laura Park Fig and let me know what you learned from this episode. I would love to see and I would love to cheer you on. Instagram is my favorite. I love Instagram and Facebook both, but Instagram feels like true connections with people. And I just love being there and hearing from all of you. So one thing I forgot to mention at the very beginning before I close is that obviously you need to register before December 11th for Business Bedrocks in order to get that strategic planning party for free. Now, you will still get the PDF guide if you register after that, but we will close registration for the Business Bedrocks program on December 11th after the strategic planning party at 9 p.m. Pacific time. That is presuming that we still have spots left at that point in time. Another thing I forgot to mention, can you tell I'm working without notes here, you guys, (laughs) is that I am only going to take 30 
group spots for the Business Bedrocks program and five VIP spots, which I didn't talk about the VIP offer, but that's basically one-on-one coaching and access to me via Voxer text and voice messaging app throughout the program. So that is another tier of the Business Bedrocks program. There are five VIP spots and there are 30 spots for group in the group program. So a total of 35 spots. And last time I filled to 25 in about seven to nine days, I want to say, but cart is only going to be open for about a week on this one. So anyway, all that being said, register, register if you're interested. That's what I'm saying. And I am here to help you know if it is the right decision for you. I only want people in this program if it is the right time for them to take this step in their business entrepreneur life. So do reach out to me on Instagram is the best way and you can DM me there and let me know. And there's a ton of info on the website too at businessbetterx.com. So again, businessbetterx.com for the Business Betterx program, you get the strategic planning party for free. Or if you just want to do the strategic planning party, you can go to bit.ly slash 2021 plan party. That's 2021 plan party. Okay, I'll see you there. Take a small step because small steps make great gains over time. So until next time, mind your OT business.